Happy Hump Day, everybody, and welcome back to Brown Bag Bets, powered by Betsburns. We are your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and joining me as always, Mr. Andy Molitor. A little pause there for me at the beginning, because I was thought about tossing some sort of jam-packed reference, because literally just seconds before starting the show, it occurred to me again that, I mean, Andy, is this the best time of the year? I know it's generally now, or you get to like, um, you know, September when NFL is kind of in full rush. We have college football, NBA starting. I mean, I, for me, I think it's March, April. That's kind of the best two month span. But do, do you have an opinion on this hot topic? Especially if it were in this year, temper your expectations a little bit. Opening day, you know, baseball right around the beginning. Like that's exciting. That's usually around the the time of the Final Four and the Masters as well. Like throwing that in really takes it over the top. I don't. I'm not such a big baseball guy that that's really got me down. Like I've mentioned in the past, my experience with baseball is that I learned that one of my Bluetooth speakers has um, capabilities to pick up the radio, like an old radio. And I, I figured out how to get baseball games on it instead of having to like go and stream from wherever you do. So like I have a spot where I put it out in this tree and then I'll listen to the twins game and I'll pass out in the hammock. That's my experience with baseball. But yes, March, April, solid. A case could be made for you know November, December because you do have football, college football. You have the start of college basketball. You know, you do, you do have the NBA firing up. You have you know Christmas Day NBA. You have Boxing Day EPL. Like there's a lot of good stuff. And then yeah, October. I mean. It's the equinox. You have the equinox. I mean, that's that's something. You can't shake a stick at that. But, no, I mean, th- the main point here is hashtag blessed. Even if you're hashtag stressed, we're hashtag blessed, and we're always Good trying stress. to be hashtag well-dressed. Because <laughs> like it is, that. yeah, it is great. And I'm gonna, you know what? I'm starting at the end. I'm going to start at the end. If you're listening to this, that's not going to make as much sense, especially if you've never seen the show. But on the rundown, the last thing says Champions League. I went two and zero in the Champions League, pretty easily. Actually, you did. Bayern, Bayern again. I said Bayern's not in the business of not being out in the knockout rounds. They were a truck. That was like that that first half overcashed in twenty minutes. They four goals at half or or five. Yeah, hashtag hashtag four goals at half. I think it was. (laughs) I don't know. I just turned flash score off. I'm like, oh, this is sad now. Like this is this is going this is going very poorly for my poor Austrians, but. uh, it's that gift from the least, Simpsons of the kid begging you to stop. Just yeah, stop. he's already dead. He's but already yeah, that, that was nice. And then, yeah, the, the Liverpool boring game, even despite as many good team players they have, like I was just waiting for that flash score notification. I couldn't watch that, that awesome. game. And it came through. I'm like, oh, God. And the uh, funny part was Pete, I, I tried to get Pete to bet it. He said, I can't do it. So I got a DM when that came through. He said, well, <laughs> I, I tried. Anyway, the main point here is this has happened numerous times. I said Man City first half minus one ten. They're up like five nothing and a half. You know these things happen where I have a day where I just crush the UCL. I get overconfident. I get I get it. I get in my head, and then I want to bet it the next day, and it goes so badly every time. Like not even not even like oh you split. It's like two losses by a combined six goals. Like, it, it really, really goes poorly for me. So Champions League is on the live chat. You have until the end of the show. So you have, like, 15, 20 minutes here to come up with plays in Man City and Real, PSG. Those games are 100% on the chat. 
whatever uh, whatever the chat consensus is, I will announce follow. as my picks. And I'll, I'll play them. I'm going to bet them, too. So oh, yeah. we will start with, uh, again, coming up uh, before we get to college hoops, which is not hot. NBA was a sweep last night? It Pretty was. simple. It was nice and easy. Those Orlando Magic got it done. Avoided overtime. Yes, it was very nice. We had a jam-packed night tonight. 12 games in the association. Again, a lot of basketball going on. While you, Drew, and I will be talking about basketball, if you're make sure you watch the deep dive tonight, we'll talk a little bit about some advanced analytics and stuff. But tonight, 12 games, four picks. You know, again, not quite the hit rate I had yesterday, but a pretty solid yeah. card tonight. I start with the Denver Nuggets, laying four and a half points, visiting the Sacramento Kings. Again, I have this out closer to six and a half. The Nuggets, you know, have been a little bit of a letdown team against bad teams. There is a few teams every year that kind of play up to their competition and down to their competition. The Nuggets could do this from time to time, but it's a fantastic matchup for them. Jokic is going to do whatever he wants tonight. Um, Rashawn Holmes coming off the bench again. We'll, we'll get some time against him, but even Holmes is as good as a defender as he's been these last couple of years. Just doesn't have it here tonight. It should be kind of a blowout spot for the Nuggets, so happy to lay the four and a half. The Pistons plus five and a half. Um, Detroit, a team you get to the end of the year, some of these teams really embrace the tank, but some of these younger, younger teams um, actually start to put it together and, and play better here. And I think given the way they've changed the um, odds for the ping pong balls and there's a little bit less difference between being the second, third worst team and being the fourth, fifth worst team. Again, some of these younger teams continue to try to play well. The Detroit Pistons are going to be hosting Andy Chicago Bulls. Again, the Bulls have covered a ton of numbers all year, but again, no Caruso, no Lonzo Ball. This is going to be a real problem for a Pistons team that has some solid cards that can take advantage of that tonight. They have a couple guys who can you know try to slow down um, Levine a little bit. I don't know if Vucevic is going to be available tonight again i have this pretty close you know closer to pistons plus three so happy to take five and a half uh bucks hawks under 239 gonna hold my nose and go under a big number um overs on big numbers haven't been as good this year as they have in years past but it's something i try not to to let drive decisions is more something a nagging thing in the back of my head but uh, this game i honestly struggled to get it up to 232 233 i started tweaking some stuff uh, just you look at this matchup here the hawks have been playing better they're fully healthy um the offense has been better since they've kind of reorganized things a little bit starting to bring bogdanovich off the bench a little uh, this should be a, a solid slow matchup again when these teams play it has a little bit more of a playoff feel to it the bucks here kind of a tough schedule spot for them that's maybe my only concern maybe the bucks let up a little bit here this game gets out of hand but 239 just a huge number for me i'm happy to go under that and then the utah jazz we're going to go to the team total over here instead of laying a whole bunch of points like we did last night with the bucks the jazz are 18 point favorites hosting what's left of the portland trailblazers um just an astounding number that again is, is actually pretty close i came out to pretty much rate that actually minus 19 i think is what i came up with but instead of that i mean the jazz i have them at 123 almost 124 points here which you know, again, it's a little bit of a bigger edge, and I'm worried that maybe my numbers aren't as solid when you have kind of an outlier case like this. It's it's so hard to figure out what a game looks like with this. I mean, is Utah really going to come out and give their best effort? They are at home, so I think they're going to be more likely to see that. But Jazz team total over 119. Again, if you want to have some fun, lay the 18 points. I just can't wrap my head around that. Yeah, that's like college basketball level stuff. Like an eighteen point favorites, and I mean, you laid a big one the other day, and you were you were 
regretting it partway through the game. They were sitting kind of right on the number when you were whining to me. You're like, why didn't I just bet this team total as they were sitting? And I looked, I'm like, and I looked and I see 90 points and six minutes left. And in your head, you know, just for some reason that registers around, well, six minutes left, you know, they can probably score another 15, 18 points, somewhere like that. I'm like, I feel like it was higher. And then I'm like, oh, it's the third quarter. Jesus Christ. Like, they are absolutely trucking. Then I did mention that. There was a lot of teams that were in spots to drop a shitload of points yesterday. A bunch of teams scored. <clears throat> you know what? They scored more points on their own than the total of the Old Dominion game today. <laughs> so that is that is my segue into some college hoops. Yeah, rough one yesterday. Um, I I almost uh, I was almost looking at Wilmington to go to overtime and ruin that one under I got home, and uh, obviously probably lose in overtime too. Despite because I had them, I forgot that was a final. I had a couple finals yesterday in my conference preview stuff. Like I had Wilmington in the finals as an eleven to one dog. Like I probably should have hedged that, especially there were spots live where they were leading. I could have got the other team at, at even money or better. So I don't really hedge. I like to ride those out. Those aren't big bets. It's uh, it's fun. My South Dakota State Jackrabbits were able to punch a ticket. They took out an S- NDSU. I made a case for maybe an NDSU rollover. But I said, you know, if you're going to bet an outright, it kind of just has to be the Jackrabbits. They are now 21 straight conference games in a row they've won with those three. So it would be cool to see them actually get a win in the tournament. I think they're 0-5 all time. But today we do have some more conference tournament action as a few a few more things do fire up. I have more previews. You see, I've been tweeting them. If you go on this YouTube page, I have some short videos that we're also putting over in the BetSports app if you have any interest in getting – Basically, all the info about a tournament in like 120 seconds. Those are nice. I like to keep it real brief, uh, Micro Machines guy style. If anyone remembers that guy from those commercials, got him dating myself. Alex knows. Alex knows. Yes, yeah, the Hartford Hawks do. Ourselves. Hartford Hawks do play. I took the heart. I took Hartford at 95 to one in that tournament because. Uh, Vermont was like minus seven, eight hundred to win the tournament. So that I, I draw the line there. I can't, I can't lay that kind of chalk. But yes, you tonight love Vermont. It's your, it's a tradition like no other. They've, they've always got me too. I think the one year I did get on Vermont was the year they were upset. So the America East continues to be a thorn in my side. But today we'll head to a few different conferences here with Old Dominion under, Abilene under, Colgate under, and then McNeese over. I'll go over those a little with a little more detail old dominion under 126 and a half this is a nice low one some of these are going to be so low especially you go look at this colgate total that's super low too that's that's a conference final i do believe that's another preview i had i said i have to bet colgate they're just so much better than everybody else shit's not gonna shit's not gonna fly they're just going to beat everyone. It's how, it's how life goes for this team. So <laughs> Colgate, I believe, is a final. Abilene is an opening round game for the Southland. I think that is uh, starting later tonight. That is under 132.5, under 127 for Colgate, and under 126 for Old Dominion. So stiff rims, bad shots, free throws that miss, no fouls, lots of charging calls. We want the ball always heading the other way. Turnovers. Slips, long possessions, lots of things to keep these under. Lots and then the of dribbling. One, yeah, lots of dribbling. Lots of getting set. Like that in college. You run five, six seconds off the clock. Let's get everybody get set here. Yeah, let's let's get the offense 
settled. Let's get set, and then you know, let's set up a play, guys. No need to let's uh, coach. What's what's my coach's name from Hoosiers? Boy. Oh, um, Jesus. I can only think of a Gene Hackman. I can only think yeah, of I just want to say Gene Hackman. Hackman. I can't think. Coach Someone Gene will come Hackman. up with it. Coach Gene Hackman. I, I um, should know this, but four passes, four passes before we shoot, guys. We need to do that. Coach, I almost said Coach Carter. That's just a whole different movie. Now, now I just Coach have to Norman. Turn in my head. Norman Coach Norman Dale. Dale. Norman Dale. Coach go. Dale. All right, Abley, excuse me, McNeese over 154 and a half is the only other one. No sides today, just totals. Um, I was dangerously close to betting LaSalle. If you do want to bet a side and you need an early game, it's – now, noops, I get it. It's a bad team. Your explorers are horrible, but it's a play-in game against another really bad team. Like these We've teams had success like- in playing games. And it's a cross ta- it's a uh, it's a cross Philadelphia matchup, Andy. I didn't realize we were playing St. Joe's. Um, this is a yeah, matchup this... of two schools that are about thirty minutes away from each other and generally enjoy a very mediocre rivalry as a, a second tier Philadelphia basketball schools. Yeah, I think if you took all the wins from those two, you definitely wouldn't equal Nova. Hell, no, no, not even you. You wouldn't even get to Temple. And I think Temple's like a middle middle of the pack team out in the AAC, which starts tomorrow. That's another good one I'm going to have. So, um, yeah, La- LaSalle, LaSalle. If you really want some action, I'll probably tickle that because I like a I like to cheer for the Explorers. But just those four, and then like I said, conference tournament previews. <clears throat> four of them out already. Um, I just have to tweet a couple. They're all live on the site. All the videos are live too. I went through the Atlantic Ten and ended up landing on Davidson. It's kind of a Davidson, um, Davidson Dayton, you know, pick one of those two, despite there being some second tier teams in there that I, I like quite a bit, ended up playing on Davidson. The big sky was the one where somebody quote or pulled part of my article and put it on Twitter where I said uh, hot, nasty speed. I like Northern Colorado. They don't play any defense. It's just, if we, we're going to score a hundred points on you and they did their semifinal matchup against Southern Utah, they played twice this year, and they scored 191. I don't think either game went to overtime either. They just they can absolutely truck you on offense. So I like them at plus 550. I know a lot of a lot of homers just in my little circle of DJs in the Mountain West. Like Jay Creer is a big Colorado State guy. You've got uh, Champ up in Wyoming. David Demand, though. David David's an SDSU guy. So I was going to piss somebody off with this one, but I did go with SDSU in the Mountain West. That's an incredibly hard bracket to pick out. I almost just said, fuck the top four teams and went with UNLV because they're playing at home, and they're probably the fifth best team, maybe fifth or sixth. So number wasn't quite big enough, went with SDSU. And then the SWAC is anybody's guess. That is a disaster of a conference. If you didn't know the seeds – and you didn't look at the lines, there is zero chance anybody would be able to tell me at the end of the game if it was an upset or not. And I'm just like, you can't. Like, nobody nobody can tell you who the best teams in the SWAC are, really. And the fact is they cut the bottom three or four out, so it's just the top eight teams, and there's not a big gap there. In fact, I went through it and I looked at it. The higher seed, I tweeted this out, the higher seed in the first four quarterfinals in the SWAC are actually three and five combined against the lower seeds that they're playing that that day. 
So it's not like these lower seeds are shit teams against these upper seeds. It's a it's a full of parody. I ended up on Southern, Texas Southern and Southern are kind of your, I don't know, your blue bloods there. They have they both have nine conference titles all time. Technically, they are the the winningest teams in conference history, and they're both very good this year. So stuck with Southern and from Southern, who is playing in Birmingham, Alabama. We'll head out to California where we're dangerously close to actually playing. These are – is this qualifying or are we playing? Oh, we're playing. This is it's first round. Ladies. This is first round. Okay. First round, Indian Wells talked about outrights yesterday. Go ahead back and watch the show if you want to see that. Um, Bedosa, Jabor, uh, Towson, and Teichman looked at some quarters, prices, just really struggled in general with the value of that. So – you know, I always one of the ways I like to evaluate it is I'll look at the quarter price and then look at the outright price and try to figure out what kind of the two money lines look in between. Because you think about it, a full tournament outright is just the quarter parlay, but the semifinal and the final. And as I started to look at some of those, I think, you know, on players like Coco Goff, on players like Amanda Anasimova, um, you know, players that I was thinking about looking at, I think we're going to do a much better match to match. So look for that match to match. Again, I wouldn't hold it against you if you just grabbed a Goff um, quarter outright, maybe an Anasimova quarter outright. I think they're kind of the two players that still have some value who can pop in really tough spots in the draw. But gave out outrights yesterday, have a five pack of first round picks. Um, the schedule just came out here, so I'll try to flip through and tell you when these are as we're going here, starting with Naomi Osaka playing Sloan Stevens. We're going to take Sloan Stevens here, and I grabbed this at plus 190. It's gone against me a little bit. Um, I They had a, I don't know if you heard about this, Andy. Um, actually, Brett asked me about it. He asked me about if we're going to get odds for, quote, tiebreaker 10. Do you have any idea what that is? The tiebreaker 10, is that what we're doing in the third set? No, there was a little quick event. They're trying to come up with new ways to play quicker formats of tennis. Yeah. And there was um, an event yesterday where players played a tie break to 10. Instead of best of three, just a quick tie break to 10 for everybody. Osaka played. And I guess uh, I, she didn't look terribly interested in what was going on. And maybe people got excited and they've been backing her. I'm trying to find, figure out where the Osaka money's coming in. It's the first time we've seen her in quite a bit. Stevens, uh, you know, she's got a tournament win already this year. She looks like she's playing better tennis. Her level of interest wanes. But this is a tournament where she's generally locked in. Here in Miami is her chance to make a run, get some points, and start to push back up the ranking system. And honestly, I just I can't back Osaka at minus 265 right now um, without playing her. Don't mind the over two and a half sets off, but um, I think there's a chance that Osaka goes down here. She, there's really three set fights when she gets knocked out this early here. So Stevens plus 190 or better. Again, you're going to do better on me there. Um, right now taking a look uh kostya zanevska over again i'm sorry sloan stevens that'll be tomorrow um this will be also be tomorrow as well kostya zanevska um found over 21 again it was a cheap 21 there's some 20 and a halfs out there um i have this one at 21 and a half almost 22 again two players that i think are a little more level than what's the match line says i mean kostya a much better player overall but not sure she should necessarily be this big of a favorite but not sure i see an edge necessarily enough to play zanevska there should be a very competitive match and i think in general we'll start to see some overs this week on these courts um you tend to have a little more competitive matches so that'll be tomorrow afternoon begu this is uh altos tomorrow afternoon i hope i have one today honestly they just put out this schedule while i was 
um, talking about this earlier. Um, Bego, that'll be tomorrow. Anything plus 105 or better. She's playing Katarina Siniakova. Not terribly sure why Siniakova is the betting favorite here and has remained such. I mean, Bego, I was able to grab a plus 105. There's plus 100s out there. Anything with a plus in front of it looks good to me. I have her favorite in this match here. So, um, you know, anything with a plus number looks solid to me. Um, again, that'll be tomorrow afternoon. Madison Brengel playing on Lee, the match of Americans. This will be tonight, Andy. It should be around 7 o'clock tonight. We're going to grab over 20 and a half. Um, seeing 21 start to pop. Grab a 21 if it's standard juice or better. 20 and a half at minus 20 or better looks fine to me. Again, two players. Um, Lee, a solid server, generally holds well. Brengel playing much better tennis. Considered a bet, honestly, on Brengel here, but... Um, you know, the bigger edge again in the over to match that I would hang a 21 and a half. Um, and then Burl, Kalanina, um, this one, I believe, is this afternoon. Um, this is a match where it's just going to kind of be a mess. Yeah, this will be this afternoon at 440. Uh, this match is going to be a mess. This is one where I, I thought about betting over two and a half sets, just didn't love the price. Take a look. If you have over two and a half sets here, like plus 165, plus 170, that's worth a bet. I just wasn't seeing that. So over 21 at minus 15 or better looks great in a match that just, again, should just be not fun to watch. I won't have this on unless, you know, maybe I want to hate watch it for a little while. You know, I might love breaks. And then, uh, in the chat there over two and a half sets did you get to that for uh, uh for stevens yeah okay what was the Can price just take stevens to, like win a set or something it just if osaka yeah. goes down early she goes down quick yeah that that's fair like if it's the semifinals and she was down a set you'd see some fight but when she is struggling early in a tournament there is some quit in her but he's like all right regrouping for miami like it's weird. There are some some things you can pick on them about some of these top players, how they react to this, especially different. Like like you said, early in the tournament, it's just gonna be a rollover. Um, the players championship. I'm adding some outrights. I'm working on an article. I know I say that a lot, and I only pr publish an article like every other week anyway. But uh, with Bedsford's golf launching, I'm on the hook for sure to actually put up. Uh, an effing article today. I'll have some matchups to add to this. I'll have some first-round matchups. I think I have a couple first-round leaders I'm going to be looking at. I have a couple outrights that I'll be adding to the Jason Day and John Rahm prices from Monday. And then probably some props here and there and, and some positional stuff, top 40, top 20. There's a few guys I'm definitely looking at there. But for today, a couple matchups that right away uh, popped off the screen when I started running numbers and looking at some guys that I'm backing and or fading. And Zalatoris is, uh, you know, I've struggled with him a little, a little bit of a love-hate, I suppose, if you want to call it that, just based on some of the things he does in the putting green that drive me nuts. But putting, that, that that's the, the lifelong question. is like, is putting predictable? Can you, can you glean anything from that? And, like, the answer's always been, no, it's not predictive. It's not sticky. It's not something you can hang on to going forward. But there are edge cases of people who are really bad or really good at putting. And that start, that needs to be added in with a little bit of context. I don't think Zal is really, really bad at putting. He just has a bit of the yips, which is a problem. The way they have this tournament now, moving it from May to March, the greens are different because you're not going to have the same kind of grass as we've seen here at Sawgrass in the past so these should be, I mean, quick, but easy to putt on. These should be smooth, flowing, not bumpy like you see with the West Coast BOA. This should be an easy putting surface. And the rest of his game is just so high ceiling 
that I don't understand him being a dog to a guy like DJ who I don't want to say he's like checked out at all, but sometimes I do question his motivation, although this is a tournament with a shitload of money to be had. So I have DJ and Zalatoris basically the same guy except for putting. So if putting doesn't even out here, this is a bad price. And Zal should probably be, you know, minus 110 against him. And then Shane Lowry is a guy that everybody suddenly suddenly clinged on to because of the weather going bad. I don't know. I just have him I just have him rated well. It's funny how many people have made the case like Lowry, Lowry in bad weather. And he he is going to lose some strokes off the tee. But he's a decent ball striker. Otherwise, great with a second shot. His putting is is right there. And I have Adam Scott. Just his ball striking numbers don't jive with this course. Like it's it's not going to be a course where somebody who is middle of the pack or lower, just in general as a ball striker, is going to succeed here. So Lowry over Scott minus one twenty. I may even lay a stroke and a half here if I find a better price and add to this a little. So those two, more golf out later. And Dan, I'm sitting here and I can't scroll up in the chat. What did we what did we determine was my Champions League? So some messy anytime goal score. Real PSG under three. That was one that stuck out Ooh, to me. I was I was thinking about that. unders there as well. I mean that All one, right. it's in Madrid. PSG's got the one-nothing lead. And I mean if PSG scores a goal, they park the bus, right? I think so. And it's a decent price on three. So two different people, house cat that bets. Is that a literal house cat? That's awesome. And ah, they have both said PSG. PSG under three is a play. Then I'm putting that in. Uh, I'm putting that in. I'm going to find a price. And then City to win to nil minus one ten. This I this wish is, I was hoping for a City team total over three, but I have to go two and a half or three and a half. What a weird game! Like they're at home and they're up five nil on aggregate. Like what do they have All to play the for? So yeah, it might. That's a. It actually might be an under spot anyway. And well, Sporting would have to win what six zero to advance. Yeah, and I, I do. Or five zero, and then whatever the shootout is, or whatever. I don't. Yeah, I don't think they have the chops to even no, get I two don't. goals today. So I kind of like. I kind of like that city to win to nil minus one ten. I think it might just be city puts in a. The thing about a subpar city lineup, or if they go with you know some younger players getting some playing time, it's still a way better lineup than Sporting. Like they're they're going to go hard because it's their chance. Just, yeah, this is the best team in the world. So if if they go hard and they get caught on the if they get caught on the counter a few times, like that Sporting backline is going to get exposed again. And yeah, it probably just ends up like two nil. City reserves over sporting. So I, I think I can get down with that. I haven't seen lineups yet, but yeah, that, that was an ugly City tie. The Let's see if I can find that. There's got to be a combination somewhere. And then, yeah, sporting will be without two starting midfielders. I think in the last game, too, when I looked at them in the first matchup between these two, they had some injuries. I'm like, oh, man, City might just rob. And I, I think that was where I took City to win at halftime and. the uh, then got crushed the next day. So City to win to nil, maybe an under, but definitely PSG under is the official chat play. I'm rocking that one. Alex, appreciate it, always. Dan, thanks for producing. Chat, thanks for showing up. Anyone who hits, hits a thumbs up is probably going to do well in betting today. Remember that. That's what helps you get along, and we'll catch you here tomorrow.